All right, good night, folks. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another edition of the Mickey Dudes. Uh, you're probably wondering why Jeff, the, uh, the lonely commentator, is showing up. Well, it's because Dave is kind of tuckered out from uh, doing something called the Dopey in the marathon weekend. And uh, Pat's just tuckered out. I think he's just always tuckered out. He's just such a busy guy right now. So he's a politician. They that's right. Work. Yeah, exactly. You know, those those guys they, they got to sleep sometimes. So, um, like it, in the office. <laughs> to the office. That voice you hear right there is uh, Chuck Fitzgerald. Uh, he's uh, one of the rotating commentators. I I want to say good morning Vietnam, but I don't know that. I should even know that reference. Good morning, Scotland. <laughs> that's right. Good morning, Scotland. And that's the other uh, Mickey Duke commentator joining me. It's uh, Stephen Maxwell. Hello. How are we? I'm surrounded by two idiots tonight. That's right. It's Joe hard to be idiots. surrounded by two. I don't know. <laughs> One big hug. Uh, okay. Very good. <laughs> Two and a half, two and a half. Uh, so what we're going to do is kind of talk about some stuff that we've recently experienced at Disney. Not really trip report level, because we have a major trip report coming up uh, soon. Uh, a couple of guys that's been down there and did some amazing things. Uh, one of them being Chuck. And But what we will try to do is summarize what's coming down the pipe for Disney in 2018. But first, let's hear some stuff from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com joffreys coffee and tea a flavor for every disney memory who has the largest selections of dvc resale listings and is the number one dvc reseller in the world who has 90 percent of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees who has 95 years of combined disney vacation club experience and has been selling dvc since 1993 who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team. And now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. Yeah, that, Pat, I'll tell you what. I don't know. I mean, I 
he records these things and he just it's mellifluous that's all i can say what i wanted to kind of go over and this kind of goes hand in hand with my own personal research is stuff that disney is going to be doing in 2018 it's it kind of i'm going over theme park stuff and movie stuff and it kind of was nice to do research for this because there's a lot of stuff that's piling up that i really want to make sure i don't miss out on and that's why mm -hmm. i wanted to kind of get you guys together and we kind of go over some of these things so maybe you guys can see some stuff and fill in the gaps if you know some stuff's coming that i missed um so how's that sound that sounds good but uh i we may if we if there's time and if we don't cover it i want to play a game at the end of this episode oh i love games we're not doing trivia. <laughs> how much God, money? We're not doing trivia. How much money do I get? I mean, is this like snack, or I mean, do I need to research this thing? What, what's going on with that? Nope. <laughs> no money, no snacks, no research. Perfect. We're That's gonna look into the crystal ball of the Mickey dudes, which nice. Dave is not here to supervise us, so we're looking into this thing. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, Dave is. Uh, probably soaking in a salt bath bath right now so uh he's definitely not listening in either so we can do anything we want no but there's a image for you everybody dave in his salt bath <laughs> yeah, I saw pictures of him in his eighth bath the other day after he's run <laughs> oh ouch that wasn't so much an ice bath as ice <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that dude is dopey i'll tell you what uh is that his first dopey do we know I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he's Dang. been guilty before. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> well, I don't know that that's... Uh, we're talking about the race, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that may be a, sh a topic for another show. You know, name the Mickey dude. Which, which uh, dwarf are you? Uh, so that'll be interesting discussion. We'll go ahead and give Dave Dopey. But uh, anyway, yeah, let's, we can squeeze in a, a little game at the end. Um, but to kick things off, I wanted to kind of go over, uh, we'll do theme parks first. Um, and it, ironically, none of you guys are DBC uh, owners. <laughs> almost. I almost, almost. did. You almost did it, huh? I'm glad it, I didn't. Holy hell. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's there. It's definitely a big. Well, you know what? The resale value, it kind of goes hand in hand with our uh, sponsor. The resale value hold, holds its uh, holds its own. So, yeah, that's now no, that's not something that's going anywhere. Yeah. And and, you know, we've actually kicked around the idea of, of selling. Um, but my wife talked me out of it. So we're still holding on to him. I mean, it's it's kind of. The gift that keeps on giving, right? So, uh, but that's the first topic, uh, DVC Moonlight Magic. So, this is going to be basically the year of DVC Moonlight Magic. I mean, oh my gosh, it's like they've dabbled with it the last couple of years. Um, I've been to a couple of them. Uh, they're pretty fun. Um, you got to kind of take it in stride. It's, it's not quite as... Uh, dead as you would hope for and it's, it's limited it's not like you have the home theme park to yourself and it's usually uh, but usually snacks involved free snacks and, and probably uh, some some nice entertainment um, some rides and that sort of sort of thing but this year oh my gosh 
so they're kicking it back off again, uh, starting literally in. See, as this as of this recording, they're kicking it off in two days. Uh, January 11th is the first Moonlight Madness in Magic Kingdom, um, and that goes on in uh, for a couple of nights, uh, straddling into February. And and lo and behold, I've never been in a Magic Kingdom one. But I'm pumped because we actually signed up for one this year. So uh, I'm fortunate enough to go down uh, later this month and be able to participate in that. So we're pretty happy. Pretty happy about that. So Jeff, I don't know. breaking news. <laughs> going down to Disney. Isn't that, isn't that a shocker? I know. So <clears throat> if, if those that don't know, my daughter just, we just moved my daughter to uh, go to school down there. So we're probably, we're definitely locked into Orlando. Um, pretty tightly this year we'll probably go down a little more often i know i know a little more often but um you know you know easily it was like quarterly but now it might be you know monthly every other month so yeah semi-monthly monthly. um also for those of you who don't know the famous two-time run disney medalist Derek bergen questioned how jeff was in florida more than Derek was and Derek lives there <laughs> Yeah, it it happens. Let me tell you, um, you just get caught up in it. I'd rather live there, but I've heard living there can have its own set of problems. So, yeah, uh, big bugs. Yeah, and and you know what? The people that we know that live in Orlando, they actually stay away from the theme parks when it gets like high peak demand time. So it's kind of ironic. We so do we. we, Yeah, yeah, that's probably the right thing to do. (laughs) So this. DVC Moonlight Magic, it's going on in every theme park this year. Um, Hollywood Studios is, so Magic Kingdom, Animal Kingdom is the next month, a couple months. And Typhoon Lagoon, actually, they're bringing it back to Typhoon Lagoon. They've done that a couple of times. I've never experienced that. Um, they did Epcot for the first time at the end of last year, and they're bringing it back for the summer. And then hollywood studios is the new one so i'm super pumped about this hollywood studios thing and it's in the fall um and it just so happens uh to coincide uh during the halloween time and rumor has it that disney is the imagineering group has drummed up this new halloween show projection show on the tower of terror for special events there and I'm kind of hoping that there will be some sort of incorporation of that at this DVC thing so I don't know I that you know it's September 19th September 26th and October 3rd so I'll try to sign up for that if I can pull it off usually the signups are about three to four months ahead of time so probably this summer I need need to start looking for that but uh, what do you think about that Stephen? Well been doing it October, November last year, uh, projection show for the Tower of Terror is just fantastic, uh, and you know, I know I've voiced my concerns about it before, but I just think that it, it, it is good that DVC members are actually getting something a wee bit more and a wee bit more exclusively, you know, that they can actually, yes, they're, they're buying into Disney, but they've also got something actually tang- tangible that they can actually go to. Uh, and actually feel as if they're getting a bit of a, not a kickback, but something back for their loyalty for actually buying into Disney. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even my wife noticed, she goes, you know, uh, have you noticed that we're spending uh, 
quite a bit of money on our dues this year. We're not even use DBC this year. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, it kind of stinks. <laughs> so, I mean, we you, we tend to like pile them all up in one uh, one year, and so I'm, a lot of people probably do that. But. Do you have to use so them yeah. that year, or can you save them up for the following year? <clears throat> yeah, you can. It's, it's a three-year process. You can borrow from the year coming up, and you can also bank it from a year backwards so you could theoretically use three years worth at one time um but we we're always borrowing peter to pay paul so <laughs> we're always in arrears in the dbc thing um so we're out we're out of points and we're just so everything we do is is basically um every you know booking just room only um uh, reservations at this point it's a good thing your daughter has a room down there <laughs> i know sure some extra roommates Tell me about it. It's like, <laughs> good grief. Move over. <laughs> it's so close to Universal as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she's... Uh, it's pretty dang convenient, I'll tell you what. I mean... And I'm sure she uh, doesn't mind us, you know, fitting the bill for filling up her uh, cupboard there as well. <laughs> oh, man. But also coming up... Um, so DVC's on the... That's all year long, but... Festival of the Arts at Epcot is kicking off this weekend. Um, that kind of caught caught up with me really fast too. It, I don't know if uh, you guys, Chuck, did you make it to the Festival of Arts last year or the new first I, one? I did not. Um, I was planning on going down later in February towards the end of it. Um, unfortunately, that trip's obviously not going to be able to happen. But it, I think it's a fantastic thing. I mean. You know, Epcot is Festival Center at this point, but it's not a bad thing for Epcot. Um, it's kind of gotten away from its original purpose, and that's something that the fanboys need to suck up and deal with because it's not changing. Um, but this is a good thing. Festival of the Arts, Food and Wine, and Flower and Garden are good things for this park. Yeah. Well, ironically, the locals or Gaga over the Festival of the Arts. And I, I think because it's January, February, I got a strong feeling they, they're Gaga about it, not because of just the content is pretty pretty cool. Uh, I've got a feeling it's going to be less crowds and that, that kind of thing. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Stephen, do you know anybody that's been to the Festival of the Arts? No, no, I don't know much about this at all. Uh, but it just seems to be Epcot just rules from one festival to another you know our food and wine you get cloud and garden and you get this so it just it just rolls on uh, but i don't know much about the yeah. festival arts at all yeah i mean it, it I've, I've watched enough vlogs on it that it, i feel like i know the whole thing but uh no it, if i was there i would definitely i wouldn't schedule a trip around it but but uh definitely it would be exciting to check it out if i was there um, that rolls into February, which is uh, Princess Half Marathon Weekend, kicks off um, February 22nd. Check, I don't know if Heather was planning on going to that one as well or not. No, uh, I don't want to say she's retiring, but uh, <laughs> th that uh, November will probably be the next race that uh, she does down with uh, um, Food and Wine. Yeah, that's right. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. Wine and Dine. No. Yeah. Wine and Dine. There you go. There you go. Wine with the Dine. Well, ironically, half Mar the Princess Half Marathon was our very first run Disney event two years ago. It was really a neat time of year. I've, I've only been to February 
twice, I think. Um, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds. Less crowds, the temperature is almost perfect. Um, not just for running, just for walking, just going around the parks. But it looks like this is the 10th anniversary one, so who knows? This, this whole anniversary stuff seems to get people to go nuts. Um, over the top like uh, I think you know marathon weekend that uh, happened last weekend was the 25th anniversary and I think that was the perfect storm that hit we were there uh, over that marathon weekend just visiting um, and we found a, a time to just go to Magic Kingdom we only had a small window of opportunity to go to Magic Kingdom and oh my gosh it was it was nuts I think it I counted it took us over an hour from leaving our car to get in the actual gate so there's just so many people and i think it's just one of those things people really love um the run disney events but also these anniversary things so who knows this princess thing maybe because it's 10th anniversary badge who knows well this was the 25th marathon um, yeah yeah and the fifth dopey this past weekend i know this from heather's medals that they say it all over it yeah well, that's what joe was saying well, this is it just... even fast pass to get into Space Mountain it was 20 minutes to get to the first click which is just yeah. incredible you know if you're talking about crowds like that oh yeah in you know Joffrey's is a sponsor but a Joffrey's the Joffrey's line because it also was bitter cold I mean just to get a cup of coffee was probably 25 minutes I mean uh, it, it was chaos but uh, you know I, I'm used to crowds there I, I've dealt with it before but that was definitely it's kind of surprising for us because we thought the Christmas crowds were gone, so we thought it was going to be fine, but no, no. That's it. I mean, I used Marathoners to, are just... They always go in January, uh, and yeah. it was also always really, really quiet. And I know, obviously, as the years go on, they're saying there's no quiet time in Disney, but, you know, if they've got something just after the Christmas crowds to do something like this, and I know, obviously, it's a special event with the 25th... Uh, it, it just it just brings it all back to Disney again. It's another month that they're actually chock a block. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I like that chock a block. You know, I think there was a candy bars of the chock a block uh, <laughs> back in the day. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. And then that phases into February 28th through May 28th is the. 25th Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, so <laughs> another uh, anniversary yeah. event kind of thing. Uh, we're, we'll we'll go to this one. Uh, we we really love the Flower and Garden Festival. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of it literally is like, even though it's so called Flower and Garden, it's still usually wintry where we're at. Uh, the places I've always been. Um, and so getting down there during the flower and garden, it's, it was a nice, usually in the seventies, um, it's nice weather too. So, um, but that, that's, that's, we're talking spring break, break crowds now. So it's a whole different level of crowd as well. <laughs> so, you know, your mileage may vary on that one. Yeah. That's the only bad thing about flower and garden is that it's right in the middle of spring break and then you get Easter break and there's a lot of, a uh, lot of vacations that people get during that time so the the parks sometimes are a little bit more crowded um and then i don't know if you're going to touch on this you also have a run disney race during flower and garden wow what is it uh dark side 
Oh my gosh, yeah, I was going to touch on that. That's April. Yep, that's coming up. So we can touch on that right now. So yeah, uh, running into April is Dark Side run Disney event. Uh, was that Star an intentional Wars. pun? <laughs> yeah, it sure was. Are you and, just uh, saying it? I'm just saying it out loud. Uh-huh. I'm just freewheeling right now. And uh, <laughs> But you know what? April is scary because I was looking up the dates and we're talking... Dark Side is April 18th through 22nd, and Disney announced some big party for Animal Kingdom's 20th on April 22nd. Um, this could be another calamity that we're going to run into uh, with crowds, um, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, um, it could be interesting. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I think the uh, the crowds that you're going to get there for that 20th anniversary are either people that were planning on going anyways or locals um, who have the ability to just go. Um, Animal Kingdom's a big park, but when it comes down to it, the opening of a new land of Pandora didn't move the needle that much, so I don't think a one-day party or a two-day party is going to make that big of a difference. Um, one fun fact about the party that they're going to do, or, or even just the anniversaries in general of Animal Kingdom, is it is a very good chance to meet a rare character in Jiminy Cricket. Um, he meets over at Rafiki's Planet Watch, just outside uh, of the Conservation Station. And he does it the day of the anniversary and the day before the anniversary. And I think the day after as well. So if... You want to meet Jiminy Cricket, that's a very good time to go do it. Yeah, I didn't even make that connection, but two years ago was the first the first and only time I've met Jiminy Cricket was also when we were there for the uh, the first Dark Side Challenge uh, from Run Disney. Uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, it, I don't know, this is a good point to bring this up, but did you guys notice how, I don't know if you watched the, Christmas morning parade uh, by Disney, but they did not specifically go out of their way to really um, advertise Pandora too much. Um, but on the on the other hand, they actually brought up and went out of their way to mention Expedition Everest, which blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> it's like you know, almost like they're trying to maneuver crowds like hey don't forget expedition everest is the coolest uh coaster we got over here and and uh i don't know i don't know what their strategy is but it was just interesting because you know pandora's got the three hour four hour waits and <laughs> you know hey expedition everest is a you know walk on right now so i've not managed to catch anyway. the parade yet i'm gonna try and catch it you know later on obviously we don't get it over here on christmas day uh yeah but, no they're right with everest though uh, a low flight of passage uh, and the Navi River journey are good especially flight of passage I don't know if we'd wait 3 hours to get onto it so the basis that they're trying to flag something way over the other side of the park is probably good you know because Everest is still a, yeah. a great coaster yeah for sure yeah so It'll be interesting weekend. Um, it's going to be very busy, chock full of stuff. Um, I haven't committed myself to do, or committed, that's a good word. I haven't committed myself to go to uh, do this dark side thing. 
they did just announce that uh, that virtual thing, uh, the virtual um, yes. Star Wars half marathon. Yeah, so they you could uh, I guess get your Kessel Run challenge in. Um, that was kind of missing in my book. If I was ever going to do another Run Disney event, it was going to involve the Kessel Run and the fact that they kiboshed all Run Disney events for Disneyland in 2018. That means. Uh, this Kessel Run challenge, which would mean if you did the light side challenge on the Disneyland coast and then uh, did the dark side challenge, or even a half marathon, doesn't have to be the challenge, the half marathon on the uh, at Disney World, then you get it's called the Kessel Run challenge. So another medal. <laughs> um, I missed that on it though, when I did it, and this is kind of like everybody was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and then canceling it. it I think this is them. I know it seems like a money grab, but it's enabling people to officially get the Kessel Run Challenge, I suppose. So it was $65 uh, add-on for that virtual race. Um, I don't know. I may, If I do it, it'll be because of that. Um, but the fact that I was wanting to do the Animal Kingdom 20th anniversary, it may just be icing on the cake. I think I was saying before, just with the, the virtual run that added on to the dark side, it's as if you were just buying a medal, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not as if yeah. it's literally what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. Um, the thing is, you know, at that point in time, I think you have to have it done by March 31st or whatever. Um, since the half marathon is in April, um, if I'm training, I, I'm more than likely have put that mileage in by then. Um, so maybe you, you don't get let's say you don't pull off a half marathon all in one time sitting i guarantee the people probably put the, the time in if they're really going through with it but anywho um yeah that's pretty exciting so you phase into you as we're coming off of april <laughs> it's like lo and behold and right about that same time which they've been advertising toy story land to open up in summer of 2018 so I really am hearing a lot of talk about soft openings. Um, so you guys remember last year when um, they did the big Pandora thing and there was like layered, uh, tiered um, invitations. You know, there was annual pass invitations. There was animal, mm -hmm. uh, DVC invitation period. Cast member invitations. Yeah, that's when yeah. you went down like three times in the period of a week, right? Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was it. Something like that. <laughs> Well, you know, I, it totally escaped me, but there, I guarantee you they're going to do that again with Toy Story Land. I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't uh, do something like that. That's um, a really good point because it gets people to make trips based around a, a land opening. So not only are they getting extra money from um, people just coming down generally, but if people are going on trips just for this or booking a trip just to experience this, they're getting heads in beds when they normally wouldn't. Yeah, and I can guarantee you, I mean, if I can just exclusively get that same experience I had from Pandora, not even just not even just the ride, just the experience of having not very many people around me. <laughs> you know, you're not tripping over people. Right. Yeah, I mean, just that alone was worth it uh, for us. Um, yeah, we would totally sign up with that. So that's something I, I guess people need to probably consider even though it says open summer, though more than likely, I'm sure March or April they're going to start rolling out 
you know, these invitations. I think ours was, oh, actually it was May. So maybe May they would do it. Uh, like if you, if you mirror what they did with Pandora. Do you think it's going to be as uh, busy as Pandora? I do think it's going to be as big as Pandora, do you? I, I feel it's going to be more crowded than Pandora just because that park is already hurting for attractions. Yeah. So it's going to give all the people who are saying, oh, we'll wait until this opens an excuse to go. And you're going to have um, an extreme level of crowd influx into that park. Well, I, I'll say this. Um, I think it'll be more busy just for the mere fact it's Toy Story. Um, Toy Story and it's a new land. So it's like the the perfect combination. And like you said, it's it's Hollywood Studios didn't have a lot to do. So um, anyway, maybe maybe we're, we're overlooking it, but maybe the maybe the rides won't be as big a deal. Maybe they'll be their own self-regulating type rides. But I'm I, who who are we kidding? It's going to be three hour waits for that stinky dog coaster. Yeah, yeah. The only ride that's not going to see that large influx is going to be uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. But at the same time, it's going down um, yeah. in the middle of the year here. Yeah. Yeah. Transition to the new opening. Uh, they're, they're flipping it. So basically, um, you're not going to be walking down. Uh, I don't even, is there even still going to be a Pixar place um, kind of road? I don't know. I mean, I don't I see why they, there would need to be. I think they just bring that yeah. wall all the way forward. And there you go. There's yeah. going to be nothing they, else down there. Yeah, it'll kill it off. Yeah, that's right. And and that's the intention is to kill it off, so that'll be just a direct path to uh, Galaxy's Edge eventually. Um, yeah. But uh, do you guys recall what kind of the wait times were with uh, Mind Train when it came out? I, I'm trying to. I don't remember off the top of my bad. head. Bad. I thought it was pretty bad. Um, it's all it's bad currently. So yeah. when it was new, it was even worse. Yeah, I mean, so this is going to be on par with that, um, I would think. Um, so we'll see. So just something to think about. I mean, those. I'm sure we're going to get an announcement in the next couple of months. We'll see, like all these crazy tiered openings. Um, wouldn't even be. It wouldn't surprise me even if there's like private events that you pay for. I mean, who knows? But. Uh, Speaking of private events that you pay for, um, August is uh, kicking off the another not so scary Halloween party. Um, that's that is so hard to grasp that Halloween there starts in August, but you know it's going to happen. Uh, but what I wanted to point out was this DHS thing, the Hollywood Studios um, Halloween party that's rumored. Um, so. It, it quite possibly could be something along those lines, just like they have this uh, Star Wars um, Galaxy. Uh, wait, what's the Galaxy's Night? Uh, uh, Galactic Ga Nights. Galactic Nights. Yes, uh, I went to the first Galactic Nights, and they finally had another one, which I guess now you know why they said Nights. But uh, <laughs> but they could totally flip this park around and make it private Halloween party, and people would eat it up i think i mean it, mm -hmm. i don't see why they wouldn't i mean you could make it all villains remember the all villain party i yeah. mean oh great. god yeah yeah i just think you put yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that was a debacle and folk will just buy it up you know because they think they're getting an exclusive right. that nobody else has got so they'll just snap it up 
Yeah. Yeah, and let's let's talk about that. So they could they could totally make a the Mickey's not so scary howling party be like a more tame tame event, and then they could totally go, you know, villain evil on the oh they had that villain dance party too that little party uh, uh, dessert thing. They could go uh, Hollywood Studios could go totally adult, uh, kind of scary, and they could have like projections of whatever they wanted. I mean, they could, well, they could I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch there, Jeff. But uh, it is Disney. You're right. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is Disney. But I do think you raise an interesting point. Does Disney create a second Halloween party? Yeah. At Hollywood Studios. Well, when I, I say I don't adult, see him maybe doing it. Yeah. Well, when I say adult, I mean like with alcoholic beverages, yada yada yada. But uh, even still, it's still Disney. Yeah. Um, I don't see him doing it, but I, I really think that would be an interesting thing if Disney did maybe a weekly um, through the Halloween season villains party. Yeah. Where it was like that villains party that they did on Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, probably four, five years ago now. Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. Oh, and, and yeah, and on top, well, and then, or they, now if they have a Toy Story land, they could say, hey, you want to see all the Toy Story characters? We're going to, we're going to have all the Toy Story characters over at the, uh, at the, uh, Hollywood Studios, uh, for Halloween or something like that. That, I know the normal Knoxville Scary has, um, lots of Huggin' Bear. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I met him there, but, uh, they could totally pull, Lots of hugging bear back to Toy Story Land or whatever. It's an interesting idea. We'll see how it goes down, but I, nothing surprises me at this point. So, you know, something to think about. Um, and you'd mentioned so going into November, you definitely you mentioned wine and dine. Uh, so that's happening uh, November first through fourth. Um, but D, the D twenty three Destination D event uh, it happens November eighteenth and. I was kind of excited about this because it's uh, celebrate it's Mickey Mouse, I think, um, and the fact that it's November nineteenth is the beginning of a Thanksgiving week, which a lot of schools are out of out. I think our school's out all Thanksgiving week too, so it's kind of like puts me on edge on whether I can actually pull off going to something like that. But uh, what from, I've never been to a Destination D event. I've always been gone to the D23 Expos uh, every other year, and that's the big, giant, can't-even-breathe kind of crowds. Uh, but what I've heard from friends is the Destination D events are actually very intimate. It's it's uh, not the, the, it's limited amount of tickets. Everybody you know everybody gets a seat, kind of thing. I, I think some of them have reserved reserved seats, but anyway. Um, really more intimate, more kind of uh, you can actually breathe and ask questions and and uh, you get a really compact discussion on the future of Disney. Um, so it's a nice little way of getting an insight to Imagineering. Um, so anyway, that's going down November 18th. Um, and then you phase into December and then you have, you know, the standard Christmas fair again. Now that Hollywood Studios, I think I think we all experienced the Christmas this year in Hollywood Studios. Speaking of Hollywood Studios, and I mm-hmm. I was really impressed. I mean, uh, Stephen, you said you uh, you were able to see that projection show before you left. Yeah, it was right? the day before we were due to leave, and that's yeah. when just when it kicked over uh, into the, the Christmas sort of thing. Uh, and 
get the was it was it Jeff uh, Dave calls it the snope this <laughs> is the snow in the snow yeah. yes. at the same time but just walking down Hollywood Boulevard and having the, the snope coming down the top of you it, it was really weird because it was roasting and it, and, and been from over here and obviously just looking out the window there now with the it's been snowing over the last couple of days uh, <laughs> having the snow up there but temperatures that you're not used to it's just really really weird it just it, it mucks about your head I think Kyle just got his yeah I think Kyle just got his new uh, nickname we'll call him Emperor Snow <laughs> um. <laughs> which I went to, I have a spoiler but, joke in there but I'm not going to make it which I went to see tonight <laughs> uh that wasn't that impressive. Oh, that's right. You went again. You went again, did, right? That's not your first time. Nah, that's it? the first time I've seen it. I've no, uh, this is the first time. Oh, so, my goodness. Uh, me and the two boys went. Uh, but I wasn't too impressed with it. I think it was very much Empire Strikes Back sort of remake. Uh, and I think we're trying to... What's wrong oh. with that? It was a great oh. movie. <laughs> I think they're just trying to jam as many films in as possible. Well, that's what the ones in the middle do. That That's with, uh, what are they calling it, Solo? That's what yeah. that one is. That's the jam it in as, as many as possible right. thing. But these three that are um, canon, that are, you know, uh, what's seven movies called? <laughs> Sep? Well, Sepology? <laughs> I don't know. Septuagenarian? I don't know. Those are the good movies, anyway. The, the big ones, huh? Yeah. I don't know about that, but I'm, I'm kind of with Steven. We're actually we're the same age, so maybe that's why me and him are kind of grousing about it. But uh, whatever. It, it was it was entertaining, but you know, I don't want to get into a review thing. But but uh, I, I kind of walked away kind of bummed out. But, you know, that's that's I, I have my own issues. <laughs> well, there were there were <laughs> plot holes in the movie. I mean, obviously, like. Yeah. Hey, I know everyone is blasting this person at the main entrance, but we're just going to walk in. No one's going to see us. What? <laughs> no one saw him. Don't yeah. worry. They're fine. I listened to a, a, about 10 reviews by now. Cause, you know, we saw it when it came out. And uh, they all emphasize how, hey, don't don't worry, because the original Star Wars had all kinds of crazy plot holes, too, and crazy non-connecting stories so there's there's it, nothing's perfect i i get that um but like steven said i just feel like it was a, such a crazy fast pace they just like try to fit way too much in but it also could have you, ended about three times and it would have been okay yeah yeah for, for, for sure but uh but no they uh so finishing out the year basically you have um more christmas events uh, I still think so. Hollywood Studios surprised me. I did the Christmas thing there. That was our favorite experience. Was Hollywood Studios in general? It was just everything about it. I think a big part of it was just less people. You're not tripping over people. Um, you go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot, and it's just crazy packed. Wherever all the Christmas stuff is going on. Um, so I don't know that 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 kind of I love that I just like the fact that it's just less people I don't know but um, but that's the end of the the if, if there's something you guys that I feel like I miss I mean feel free to definitely throw it in there but uh, other than rumory stuff uh, those are the things that's kind of been announced 
but I want to phase into kind of movies. Uh, speaking of, uh, I said you said the solo movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll break it up. I'll break it up into spring, summer, winter kind of thing. And to start off, uh, spring we have Wrinkle of Time that's coming out pretty quick. Now that everybody's like Gaga for Oprah, I'm sure Disney's gonna probably uh, roll in, roll, roll, roll in the dough here for that one. But it looks pretty exciting. Uh, I don't know what to think about it, but um, but it looks really cool. But Disney, Disney's always got a way of making trailers look amazing. <laughs> um, so who knows? Uh, but it's filling in that weird March time frame. Um, that you can make a lot of money in March that they proved with freaking Beauty and the Beast. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you, anybody heard Pat rant about how uh, we had like a side bet going. Yeah. Uh, he said Be- Beauty and the Beast Live was going to beat out Thor Ragnarok. And I said, no way. And I, I picked Thor to roll it. And uh, it, I think, tripled Thor. I don't know. I mean, it was like $1.5 billion worldwide it just blows my mind but uh so yeah get get ready for a lot more of those <laughs> i think uh, was about seventh in the list compared to beauty and the beast i think that topped it didn't it yeah oh my gosh the thing is coming in so yeah coming into yeah. march when I mean, you're coming into like the april's the, just the, the easter holidays so the release of yeah. the end just to, to catch the easter marketing with popping off and holiday and stuff that's true yeah so they're they're disney's got a, that niche and wrinkle of time is gonna hopefully for them they're gonna hope that they'll jump in on that that little time frame but the other big one that's coming out in spring is black panther and if you guys watched the national championship uh college football championship last night they had that big black panther kind of moment uh, extended kind of extended uh, scene slash trailer it really wasn't a trailer it was kind of like a, a hodgepodge of a lot of extended scenes but uh, it looks really good if you're into the Marvel stuff I mean it, the Black Panther is really exciting um, because they have to hurry up and get this one in because you got uh, phasing into summer the big Avengers Infinity War movie now that's going to I think that's going to be nuts. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mm-hmm. know anybody, you know, I don't know. That's going to, it's definitely Star Wars money. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, which one wins out. But uh, I'm not, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. You're not? It, no, not at all. I could care less. Yeah. Um, it, it's a tough, it's a tough sale to somebody that's not, hadn't been plugged into that. that nope. World. Not at all. I, I mean, do I care a little bit? Yeah. But uh, the amount that I could care, <laughs> count in one hand, not much. <laughs> yeah. What's this, Black Panther? We're pretty pumped. Uh, yeah, Black I saw Panther. The, yeah. I'd better for it tonight from about it, Star Wars. Uh, again, yeah. it's not something that uh, jumps out uh, at me. But I see that the bad guy is the guy that plays Gollum. So. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. It looks pretty evil in that, but again, it's just a typical Marvel movie, isn't it? Yeah. I think they're getting drowned yeah, out in relation got... to too many of these, you know, because a lot of them are the same storyline, just dressed up with a different character. 
Right. Well, so Disney had to be creative uh, when they acquired Marvel. Um, that's why you see this weird, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. What the heck is that? <laughs> you know, they, they're, dig they're digging deep into the catalog that doesn't interfere with uh, the merchandising and or theme park rights that has been tied up by other companies. And so they do, they're being really creative, and I'm really blows my mind how they pulled this off. The Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is kind of a big one. Ant-Man, I mean, what, what the heck? Ant-Man, are you kidding me? But they pulled it off. And then you have uh, Black Panther making a movie out of that. So these are kind of like deep dive into the, the uh, comic world and pulling out this really cool hodgepodge of uh, characters and making a pretty deep storyline. Um, so the the thing, Black Panther, and check like you said, if you could care less, but apparently they, they got to rush this Black Panther back uh, storyline out because it apparently plays into the Avengers Infinity War that comes out in the summer. So it's kind of one of those things. Uh, the original, the first Thor felt like a hurry rush job too because they had to rush it out because of Avengers was coming. Like we got to get this Thor thing out so we can get his backstory out there. So Black Panthers. It feels like that to me. But summer is going to be nuts. So you got Avengers Infinity War. That's a tent pole. Um, and then you got Solo, a Star Wars story. So a Han Solo story is coming out in summer. I mean, what the heck? That, that's going to... I don't care what who you are. You know good and well it's going to make a bank uh, just because of Star Wars. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I, confession, I have not seen Rogue One yet. Okay. Um, the inter-movies don't really, uh, appeal to me. I am curious about Rogue, Rogue One. It's, uh, it's on Netflix. I really don't have a reason to not have watched it at this point. <laughs> no, you um, don't. <laughs> I just... Well, my daughter, my adult daughter told me she hadn't seen it yet, so I'm shocked at that. This is uh, the same daughter alone. that said that we need more millennial voices on the show? Yes, yes. Okay. So maybe it's a millennial thing. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't really feel that it's a millennial thing. I've heard fantastic things about it. I know what happens at the end, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I know it leads right into four. Like, it picks four picks up right where this ends. Right. But I don't know that I have the time to sit at home and devote emotionally to these characters especially yeah. with um just when you're at home there's so many other distractions especially when you're dying yeah. <laughs> well spoilers I Steven know, but look, looking into <laughs> like the, uh, a new hope not a lot really happens before that so yeah okay big spoiler alert they made three <laughs> movies before that Steven uh, yeah, people have had plenty of time to watch it, so that's fun. <laughs> if you haven't seen A New Hope and we're about to spoil it for you. I'm just saying that tonight when we were watching it, my, my son was saying that he thought out a lot of them. He thought Rogue One was the best one. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of people say that. Um, I, I I was okay with Rogue One. I You know, it's just different. It's, it's, it's filmed... And it has a different pace than probably any other Star Wars movie. It's it's actually filmed by a a dude that's uh, real passionate about the original um, trilogy. Um, is that Max Landis or is that Gary Whitta? 
Um, neither of those names come to mind. I don't remember the guy's I, name. I think Gary Witta, um, and I'm getting way off the rails here into podcast world, um, <laughs> helped write Rogue One. I could be mistaken. Um, I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I want to say it was him. No, I mean, help write it may be true, but the, you know, the director is Gareth Edwards. That's what I was trying to think of. So, yeah, um, it was definitely Gary Witta because he mentioned the name Gareth about a million times and said the exact same thing that you just did, Jeff. It all came full circle. There we go. Gary Witta, yeah, it says it right here. I mean, none of this stuff's done in a bubble in a vacuum. It's literally like six screen uh, screenwriting credits. So, I mean, everybody, there's usually a lot of people involved with the, this stuff, but... Uh, but no, it was it was a good story. It's a good story, and and maybe the fact that it wraps up is good, even better. But you know, so to speak, wraps up. But um, but anyway, uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. You know, you remember the controversy on that, right? Uh, so the director change out. Yeah. So now this one's uh, being directed by um, Ron Howard. Ron Howard, yeah. I'm actually so, excited for that. Ron Howard makes some great films. I watched Apollo 13 the other night, um, which it, it came full circle. Um, his brother was also in. Um, and Happy Days was a great show. Yeah. Well, there's so much you can read into the, the tabloid of this stuff, but uh, Lawrence Kasdan, which uh, the original screenwriter of... Um, Empire Sharks Back and um, maybe some other ones. I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, he's involved with uh, the story. And I think he was getting really ticked off at the uh, the original director, which uh, I've already... There was two guys. I forgot, I forgot who they were, but they were uh, famous kind of... Uh, comedic directors so they're trying to put a new spin on on this but he was supposedly put off by this and kind of reporting back to um the head honcho um uh what's her name um over lucasfilm princess leia Uh, yeah yeah princess leia was kind of ticked off um anyway you can read into the tea leaves on all that but um Bottom line is, they did not like the way it was headed, so <laughs> so they totally yanked him, uh, yanked the, the two guys that were on it. So um, who knows? That's that's neither here nor there. But we're going to get a movie out of it and make a lot of money. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But here's an interesting thing: Incredibles two is coming out that summer too, and I've been so freaking pumped about this. Uh, since the first Incredibles, because Incredibles uh, it still goes down as my favorite uh, Pixar movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, where it stands in your guys' uh, list. It's but, a good uh, movie, and I'm yeah. excited for the sequel. Yeah, I like the beginning. I think the middle bit sort of loses a bit, and it comes back at the end. But it's uh, it's a good film. Yeah, and it kind of goes hand in hand with that whole. Um, you know, merging a couple of genres. Um, you know, it's definitely touches on comic book and, and, you know, spy kind of the 60s spy movies and, 
it's just multiple genres, and I really love uh, Brad Bird, who was the director. And so I'm really excited to see what's come out. So D23, they did an extended scene from Incredibles 2. I won't ruin any of it, but it was just awesome. I mean, it was just great stuff. I can't wait. So that's coming out in the summer. Uh, that's Pixar's only movie this year. I know 2017 they did two, but this is uh, they're only putting out that movie this year. And they're really suffering, Pixar. Um, yeah, Cars 3 did really poor. Um in the box office, and then Coco did poor. I was really shocked how poor Coco did. Um, under, let me just say, under under uh, performed, um, way underperformed what they expected. So, uh, their way, Pixar is probably kind of freaking out a little. I'm sure. So, we'll see how this Coco goes down. Was just a sort of remake of Book of Life, which was out a couple of years ago as well. Same sort of story completely. You know, same. Uh, no same animation, but you know, an animated film about Day of the Dead, and I think, yeah, there's too there can be too many of these sort of things, and I know obviously they want to try and bring it in so they can put it in at the Mexico Pavilion, and these are all sort of put out there so that they can, you know, generate more interest in the parks and more merchandise in the parks that they can sell. But I saw the I saw the trailer for it when. It, it was in One Man's Dream when they, they got rid of that and they did a 10 minute bit yeah. of it Coco yeah. and it looked okay whether I would go and see it yeah. or not it's a different matter I well, did not go and yeah. see it oh the, tra- the, the preview they had you didn't see it well no I saw the preview I did yeah. not go and see um, Coco and I realized that my last thing I was about 5 feet away from my microphone so sorry everyone on that one <laughs> Um, (laughs) but I did the same thing with, uh, Moana. We saw the preview. We both said it looked outstanding and we did not watch it in theaters. I, we didn't actually watch it until I think it came out on Netflix. Yeah, that's it. It's really tough. Uh, we did not, we're a huge animated animation family. And the fact that none of us went and saw Coco kind of blows my mind a little bit. And maybe I'll still have to remedy that in this next weekend or so uh, we were really busy over the holiday and I just never could find time to it in fact see, you know between you and me we actually had a DVC uh, preview that I turned down and so I could have seen it for free I mean even so I mean whatever it's just how it goes we're just you're Disney and you don't want to go see a movie so um, but I, I like I want to see it uh, in fact I experienced uh, we got a VR uh, headset for Christmas and uh, Pixar uh, is all over this. Uh, Pixar and Disney, they all have these free downloads of their Disney movie experiences. Um, pretty much every movie they've done that's animated in the last two years has some kind of VR experience. I found out. Coco was amazing. The the VR experience was phenomenal. I mean, everything about it was you were pu- fully immersed in that world. You're walking around that world. It's just so good. So I was excited to see it, but it, still, I mean, I got to put my money where my mouth is, and I did not go see the movie. So I, I just imagine the, the people are like on the on the fence. I mean, that aren't even Disney fans. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of tough. Um, but that being said, we so summer's still going strong. They there's a movie, and I did when I was making this list, I never even heard of this movie, which blows my mind a little bit. 
because I even, you know, I go to all these fan things. I D23 I went to. And the movie's called Christopher Robin. Have you guys even heard anything about this movie? Well, not about the movie, but I know who he is, if this is a trivia <laughs> question. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's like, buzz, who is Christopher Robin? Um, Christopher Robin is coming out in the summer, and it's a live-action movie with Ewan McGregor as a grown-up Christopher Robin. Um, apparently, He's he just in, in everything now. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they must have signed a multi-movie contract with him. Well, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. So I mean, we all know that. <laughs> but he apparently gets into a jam of some sort. Uh, In a, a Disney adult. movie? What? Yeah, it's just crazy. I'm sure it's all resolved by the end. <laughs> well, they say there's there's nothing. To, there's no trailers or anything to see about this. So I don't know what the heck's going on, but they say that that. You know, Pooh and all of them show up to re- help him. So that l- lets me believe it's going to be semi-animated. You know, um, kind of like I wouldn't junk- bet Book. on that. You wouldn't bet on that. Nope, I would not bet on that. Like um, real bears showing up, and <laughs> yeah, they're going to get uh, a real bear in there. Um, my concern with here. where Disney's going. Sorry, Steve. There's a film over here, Paddington. Um, Paddington, Paddington 2 is just yeah. out at Christmas there. I don't know if it was released in America, uh, but Hugh, Hugh Grant's yeah. and stuff like that. But again, the animation of the bear on that could be the same sort of idea what they're doing with uh, Christopher Robin. It's not an actual animation. Oh, it's, uh, oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. like 3D, like real life animation. That's why I was saying Jungle Book. So I, I figured it's going to be like Jungle Book. Where it, did you get us get, get to see Jungle oh, Book yeah. at all? Nope. So it has the the real life animation mixed in. Where it looks like a real you know giant orangutan and that kind of Which thing. Is a so yeah, you're probably right. Down. Was the the big real life yeah. orangutan? I know it, it's bizarre. But anyway, that was a shocker. I never, even, I cannot believe being a Disney fan. I haven't even heard of this movie. So whatever, it, it's coming, and it's apparently they think highly enough of it to put it out in summer. So, um, you know, look for it. <laughs> it. I feel like it may be one of those things that get sh- kind of shift down to like fall or something at the last minute. That happens all the time. Uh, so who knows? But it tail of the summer. Which speaking of. Uh, mind-blowing uh ant and ant and wasp ant-man and wasp is coming out and i just think this is the weirdest thing because i'm not a comic book guy at all but um you know i enjoy the the uh, marvel uh extended universe uh but i read the the storyline for ant-man and wasp and it is placed uh right after Civil War, which blows my mind a little bit because I know Ant-Man is in Avengers Infinity War, so this is like backing up. Like, they've done some so many movie shuffling that they're actually putting a movie that's after or before the Infinity War, but it's we get in the calendar year, it's after. So I don't know. It's just going to be bizarre. Like, we just come out of this massive Avengers Infinity War, then all of a sudden rewind in time and go watch this little Ant-Man and Wasp uh, story. Well, you can't worry about continuality if you 
if money isn't being made. <laughs> for sure, man. Continuity. Well, Continuity is the word I was looking for. Continuality is not a word. Continuity well, doesn't matter when it comes to money. That's right. They would have made a Titanic 2 if they could. Well, and there's also this little... I, I did a little side research of the other Marvel movies that are coming out that are not Disney, and there's a little movie called Deadpool 2 coming out in the summer, too. But that's where you're wrong, Jeffrey. <laughs> not Disney Maybe. means the studio is not owned by Disney. In this case... Yeah. It will be. <laughs> yeah, probably in a year and a half, it, Fox will be part of it, so... But oh, it, no, no, no. I'm giving it less than a year until that merger goes through. It could happen. I mean, I don't know. I don't Who knows how... What? See, I've been involved with a merger that, that went south and uh, the government shut it down uh, in a, a year and a half ago. And so everybody thought that was going through for sure. It was like, no doubt this is happening. And we got dragged through the mud for about a year and a half. And then the government shut it down. So, I, and you know, AT&T and Time Warner just got shut down. So I, we're in a climate where you just never know what kind of BS that they're going to pull where they You're shut down. You're also in a different down. government. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's just hard to guess what's going to happen. Everybody, It may not exactly be a slam dunk, but, you know, they'll probably – it's usually it's usually a uh, give and take. Uh, they'll probably have to get rid of some stuff that they initially didn't offer. Uh, that's what I've learned over these years. I guess it's a lot of um, a lot of uh, um, negotiations, compromise, and negotiations. It's really bizarre how this stuff goes down. But but long story short, what I was getting at was um, the fact that Deadpool Two is coming out. I wondered if this was an Ant Man and Wasp was supposed to be like Disney's answer to Ant to Deadpool Two, because Ant Man is kind of like their slapstick guy. So I don't know. I don't know anything about the Wasp or even playing the Wasp, but uh, I just got a curious feeling that if it's going to be kind of like their goof off, uh, you know, superhero movie. So could be. Uh, maybe some superhero people can kind of chime in, but that's probably what's going down as far as their strategy goes but uh but anyway you phase into winter and we've got some other tentpole movies that are showing up uh the nutcracker in the four realms which i just saw the trailer for the first time uh last weekend actually no i saw it at the uh yeah i saw it at the um star wars uh thing um that's i don't know i i know that was shown at d23 expo um it looks like another one of those huge potential movies that could be like, wow, that was amazing, or flop. I don't know. Who knows what's going to go down with this thing. But um, they're definitely banking on a Christmassy kind of movie. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a hit that they can. people will keep re-watching it every year, I'm sure. But uh, I don't see it. From the trailer, I don't know if you guys have even seen the trailer at all, or nope, no interest to either. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. I mean, Nutcracker in the Four Realms looks kind of like um, it. Kind of looks like uh, um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe uh, to me. So, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But when I was doing the research, I noticed that this kicked out the live-action Mulan. Which now I'm wondering if Disney's kind of kicking themselves after how much money they made with uh, 
Uh, with the being, yeah, being a beast. But you got to put it at Christmas, so it's the way it goes. Nutcracker in the four realms, um, four realms, so whatever. Um, but this is also when Wreck It Ralph Two, Ralph Breaks the Internet comes out. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen or read anything about that. No, but um, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I really liked Wreck It yeah. Ralph, the first one. You know, I, I just thought it was a great film. Uh, especially, I love the arcade sort of stuff, so it's uh, played right into my sort of genre. Yeah, we're, we're kids uh, of the 80s, so this was like our, our cup of tea, man. It was it was so awesome. I <laughs> uh, love Wreck-It Ralph. But uh, there was a extended clip of this show to D23 Expo. Um, I'm not, I won't spoil it, but it was... I think it was the highlight of the animation panel. Um, phenomenal. It was so good. Um, and it was... Uh, I don't even, it really didn't have anything to do with the movie. It was just kind of like, what, what? It could have been a short, is what I'm saying. It was, in, so who knows? Maybe it will be a short, but it was really, really good. Um, then to finish up the year is, uh, I don't know how this movie's going to go. We'll see. It's Mary Poppins Returns. Um, what's your guys, <laughs> yeah, what's your guys take on that? What's that, 60 years in the making? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's concerning. Yeah. Yeah, they're throwing it on Christmas Day, so they must think big big things for it. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things that's kind of like, well, uh, isn't uh, Manuel, uh, Lin-Manuel in it? So, you know, people really like him a lot, but... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Mary Poppins Returns coming out this year, so I think I've been hearing talk about it for years. So, like you said, At six years 60 in the making. Years. Yep. <laughs> oh, geez. So, I don't know. What? It's. I've got a feeling it'll be like Tomorrowland, where only like Disney aficionados are gonna be like going gaga over it. And well, and here's my thing about the list of movies that you just read off, Jeff. How many of them are not a sequel or a remake? How many original IPs are in there, original ideas? Oh, man. I guess there's a lot. Uh, that are original? Time. Yeah, Wrinkle in Time, Black Panther. That's not original. That's that's already existing. Oh, okay. You're saying, okay, so Wrinkle in Time. Fresh ideas, brand new to anything. Nutcracker in the Four Realms, so two. Yeah, two. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> I mean, everything's based on something. Yeah, I'm all for creation of media, but maybe we should use the creation a little bit more. Disney that, you know, I went on a Twitter rant this week uh, about that. Uh, Then I'm really nervous about this Fox thing. uh, If they kind of be stalwarts to the whole, excuse me, Fox uh, brand, because that's what Fox is famous for is creating all this new content, uh, original content. Fox uh, Searchlight is continually always winning awards. Um, I just hope Disney doesn't muck with that too much, but but we'll, we will see. Uh, but that's all I got. Uh, if you guys have any other things to add, just when you're saying about the sequels um, and stuff like that, I mean, obviously, that's what Disney did like mid 80s when they didn't have many ideas. 
they just continually brought out sequel after sequel and obviously a lot of them went to did straight to DVD are they lacking imagination at the moment Uh, yeah that's that's what we're going to see we're going to see Aladdin 4 Jafar needs glasses (laughs) yeah (laughs) well when they go to those uh, when they go to those giant uh, meeting rooms with uh, all the people all the guys smoking cigars and they go to present their idea. It's like, what is this? And why am I going to spend a $300 million on it? And But when you say, hey, how about another uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, we'll do it, you know? So, okay. whatever. Now, I mean, are you guys ready for my game? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so let, to wrap it up, we're all set with uh, the movies, Jeff? Yep, all done. Okay. So. In the past three years, Disney has made multiple acquisitions. The year 2018 is nine days old at this point. In the remainder of this year, what company do you see Disney going after to take over? Jeff. Uh, well, because they're locked in with this Fox deal, nobody... <laughs> <laughs> but well, no, you... no, I, I really all right. So ignoring the Fox deal, what what yeah, is the next what acquisition for Disney? Where where is uh, Disney throwing of... its money? Oh, a streaming service. Uh, so like buying out the rest of Hulu or something. Interestingly enough, if they take over Fox, they'll own sixty percent of Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so. Are they going to go after a, another? Uh, company that has intellectual property or are they just going to go after their expansions of technology I know we spoke about this before and obviously the my Disney experience app is sponsored by AT&T so AT&T. that could be an option I don't see Disney going after a telecommunications company that's a that's a wave of the, the past as it were I can see Disney potentially going after um, a sports company. ESPN is tanking. So if Disney figures out a way to uh, rebirth uh, like a, the XFL or something, I, I don't know. Like Disney the Mighty Ducks? Uh, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, they're going to re, uh, reinvest into the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I don't know. Disney... The Disney company has got its finger in a lot of pies right now. And they love acquiring things. Um, James Cameron's Avatar. Then Lucasfilm. Then Fox. Then Marvel. Well, then Marvel, then Fox. What is the next big acquisition? Can we look into the crystal ball that Dave left us unsupervised with? <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd probably go the other direction. I'd, I would say who's going to acquire Disney? Um. Ooh. Yeah, I would. Ooh. I would think. Yeah, I would think somebody's gonna acquire them. That's the funny. When I came out the cinema tonight, my my son was saying, "It says, see in twenty years' time, it says he says, it says Disney are going to own everything." And I I thought to myself, I said, yeah. oh, the way they're buying up companies, I mean, and just throwing money at them, and not even the fact they're throwing money. I mean, look at Lucasfilm. You know, was it four billion? And I probably made that back already. 
You know, with like two or three oh, God, films. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if they, they do it correctly, and you know, and judge what they're actually paying out, yeah, I mean, it could be Disney everything, you know, in the future. I mean, yeah, you're right. We could, uh, you could see a hostile takeover of Disney happening by a massive co corporation. It's happened. It's tried. It's attempted in the past. Um, you know, Apple could do it in a heartbeat, but they haven't even hinted about doing anything like that. That's another company that Disney owns stake in is Pixar, or that Disney took over was Pixar. Yeah. So we have some major acquisitions in recent memory that Disney has. And the reason I connected Apple to Disney, or Apple to Pixar, is uh, Steve Jobs was on their, uh, yeah, their board. board there. So Well... There's some international know. there's some international aspects to this that would could get interesting. Um, we we stay in our American bubble, but um, for instance, um, Saudi Aramco um, is Saudi's national oil well company. They've been trying to go uh, IPO uh, for a couple years, and the rumor is they're still pushing to get it done. Uh, whether it happens, I don't know. Um, supposedly their books are so messed up or they don't even have books in many cases to, to get audited so it's really tough to pull off but they probably secretly have more money than you know the top 10 companies in the world um, and if some weird something like that goes down where it's like you know what we're going to buy Disney and, and then become a little more diverse I mean who knows they could throw something down like that and just make it happen but um it, it, something like, like that could totally happen we're, we're kind of stuck in our little uh bubble where we think it's all corporations but um it, maybe there's a china player that comes into play that you know buys half of disney or something i don't know that's exactly what i was just thinking what chinese yeah. company is going to buy half of disney yeah yeah so, so. we've changed the question the crystal ball <laughs> has uh has guided us to who buys Disney from who does Disney buy? I don't know. It's yeah. just it's an interesting thought to kick around. I mean, it's uh, it used to be a, a rare occurrence for a corporation to take over another one the way that it's currently happening, but uh, Disney is buying just about everything. Yeah, for sure. And and Iger it sounds like is going to be extended uh, for a couple more years. So. <laughs> He retired yeah. four times now, at least. Yeah, and he's he's the acquisition and merger guy. Um, he loves that stuff. I've listened to an interview with him, and he just went on and on about it. he just loves doing this back uh, backdoor negotiations. Um, apparently, the Pixar deal was one on one with Steve Jobs. Um, so who knows? I mean, he loves that kind of stuff. So. He's, he's working his magic. <laughs> so if you want so, to work for the Disney company, become a uh, mergers and acquisitions lawyer. Yeah, for You're sure. You're going to be needed. Yeah. Yeah, that, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, the future is pretty crazy. And uh, the scariest part for me, and I've probably said this publicly to somebody else, I just don't know who, is the bigger Disney becomes, the smaller the theme park business becomes in disney so in my 
estimation, it's only going to make us theme park enthusiasts a little bit more sadder uh, as it gets bigger. But Yeah. Now, breaking news to me, but it got released a day ago at this point. Steven, you had mentioned Disney taking over a tech yeah. firm. Um, there is a report out of WDW News Today, but, you know, they report on <laughs> everything. Um, and it's all confirmed that Bluetooth <laughs> door entry is coming to Walt Disney World hotel rooms. Not via Magic Band, but rather the My Disney Experience app in a guest's cell phone. Nice. What are your thoughts on this? I know we're running really long right now, but... I don't know what it is. No, it's fine. You know, everybody carries a phone about with them when they're on holiday. I know a lot of you know, the locals you know, in America, they'll carry their phone anywhere. But out with the... I know, obviously, you've got to use it for your My Disney Experience, but a lot of folks still don't have mobile phones just kicking about with them. Especially when they're on holiday. They maybe just want you to get rid of that completely. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Well, that's funny you should say that, Stephen, because um, my daughters, I think it's like I cut off one of their arms if their phone is oh, not yeah. in their hand. I like, what happened to my other arm, you know? Uh, so that, the the younger crowd, it they live and die by their phone. I mean, um, would, incidentally, it's funny you should bring that up, Chuck, because uh, when they introduced the Magic Band, my, the first thing that came to my mind was how they're going to incorporate this uh, Apple Watch um, <laughs> uh, yep. to, to open up stuff, you know. Um, now, this is highly illegal, and I'm sure they're making sure they're covering themselves, but Iger is on the board at Apple, and he's supposed to not, you know, cross-pollinate this kind of talk. Um, but there's no way it doesn't happen. The same way Michael Eisner just miraculously sat in on the Universal talks and then MGM opened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there was no cross-pollination there whatsoever. Right. Yeah. So but the whole time I'm thinking they introduced the Apple Watch about the same time Magic Bands came on, on board. And I was thinking, is the Magic Band just a stepping stone for Apple Watches, you know? So if this happens, I, I don't make my life way cleaner because i am so aggravated to have two freaking arms oh yep 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 you know and you can't you you can't put them on both arms yeah it's it's crazy so i would love it i mean if i could make it a bluetooth or or rfid or whatever you want to do um i just did my first hotel experience uh, outside of disney where it's through their app um i think it was um Hampton Hampton Inn, which is uh, Hilton Hilton product. Um, it was so awesome. It's like literally, I checked in. Not only did I check in through their app, I able to pick up my room on their app, and literally, I mean, I didn't have to talk to anybody. I just walk up to my room, just like a Disney experience, but through my phone. So my phone's RFID uh, uh, worked with the uh, mm-hmm. um, with it so bluetooth sorry that was, oh, okay that, that was gonna be my question was it rfid or was it bluetooth no it's bluetooth yeah so you know hey bring it on i'm ready let's do it that's that's a pretty slick slick deal um and it's secure i don't know but uh, i guess we'll wrap it up uh, this has been fun discussion uh, i've had a good time with it um 
we gotta put the crystal we... ball back before Dave notices <laughs> that it's gone. Oh yeah, uh, wh- who had it last? Was it uh, Steven? Oh, Wait. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> oh man, we lost one again. All right, so where where can we uh, hear from you? Find you, uh, Chuck. Well, based on the loss of another crystal ball, I'll be on the next $10 uh, snack crawl because you got to pay for those things somewhere. Or you could find me on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. Yeah, Steven. You can get me in Twitter on SJM Disney. And you can find me at Braindead92 uh, on Twitter. Um, and I'm looking up right now. Yep, it's available. Um, Kyle is emperorsnoke.com is my new uh, website. Was that it I'm working Snoke on. or Snope? Snope. Snope. Emperor yeah. Snope. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. No, Snoke would be trademark. There's a Star Wars theory for you. Yeah, Snoke would be th- trademark infringement, so we'll stick with Snope, uh, so for sure. Anyway, it's been good, guys. Uh, hopefully those, the, our trainers come back uh, rested and ready to go again. Uh, Pat and Dave, so... We miss you guys. Bye. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.